Welcome back, friends. I am really curious to see where today's episode is going to take us because I've got a lot of different thoughts and things I want to share, and I don't know that they're going to stay in line with one theme, but here we go. So if you've been following along, you know that I have been identifying that I've been dealing with some postpartum depression and working to get myself out of that. And in order to do so, first of all, hear me out. I have no issue at all with medication. I think that there's a time and a place and you got to make the best decisions for you. But for me, I didn't want to go that route right off. I didn't feel that I was in such a deep, dark place, although I was in a dark place, but not so deep that I really needed to contact my doctor and get immediate help. So what I decided to do was if you want things to change, you have to change. You have to change your environment. You have to change your thoughts. You have to change your day-to-day things that you're doing. You have to make changes. And where that focus goes, energy will meet you there. So I started yoga. I've been talking a lot about yoga. It's just transforming me. (laughs) It's so much. Um, I didn't even realize that yoga actually has been proven to a certain degree to significantly help with anxiety and depression. And I can see why. I mean, it's really a practice of just coming back to yourself and centering yourself. So I tried to, I didn't try, I did. I put some things on my calendar. I reached out to some friends to hang out with and just talk to them and get around people who love me. I changed up some things in my diet. I changed up some of my environment and just sticking to it, going with it. And now it's been a a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, I think at this point, and I feel totally different. I was driving the other day to the grocery store and I was sitting at at a stop sign or something and I just looked out, nothing special, just a day a day of going to the grocery store and I looked out around me and I thought to myself, I feel so happy. And I realized that I had not felt that kind of peace and happiness in such a long time. And it just made my heart so happy that I felt so happy. And it was significant to me because I realized I hadn't felt that way in a long time. So I brought my attention to the fact that I was feeling happy. And so the things that I am doing are making positive changes for me. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm going to keep going. I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, one time's not enough, two times not enough. If you're trying to create a new habit and you're trying to give yourself this new way of life and you're trying to change brain chemicals and you're trying to get different neurons to fire together, you've got to make some changes. Nobody's going to do that for you. And yes, I could go talk to my doctor, get some medication that would help alter some things for me. And again, no shame in that, but why not change and try some things first on my own and see what happens from there. So all of that to say, things are going really well. Um, I was at yoga on Monday. It was a holiday and this quote was read and I wanted to share it with you because I haven't really found a place for where this belongs yet in my writing or my podcast, but I just want to share it because I don't want to hold off and I don't want to forget about it. Our um, teacher that day, her name was Casey. Her name is Casey. She shared a quote 
at the beginning of our practice by Viktor Frankl, who is a Austrian psychiatrist, I believe. Um, he's from the 20th century and he was a Holocaust survivor. I believe he spent three years in four concentration camps. And one of the quotes that she shared with us is this. It says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. I'm going to read it again because I think it's so powerful. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. And I, I was just thinking about that pause. And when she read it right before we started our practice that day, I thought, wow, that's so true. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. There's a space. And then I started thinking about just throughout the day-to-day, -day, there's so many pockets of space and wondering if I was taking those opportunities to feel my breath, feel the sensations in my body, pay attention to the things that are going on around me. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you because it really stood out to me and it was kind of a gift I feel like she handed over to us that I wanted to hand back over to you. With that said, onto the next random topic. At another class, um, practice yoga, when I get into a deep meditation, I, I see purple. Like, I can't fully explain it. It's almost like um, the way a smoke bomb looks on the 4th of July where you light up those different colored smoke bombs and you see all the color coming out of them. It is just like purple smoke that's moving behind my eyes. And I don't really know how to explain it. It's just what I'm seeing. And I always, when I get into a deep meditation, that is what I see. I see it when I'm getting acupuncture and I've gone into a state of relaxation and meditation. Um, I notice it when I'm at yoga. If we have that time set aside at the end for deep meditation, I will see that purple either flashes or smoke or colors, period. And today, this morning, I went to yoga and we had a good, good little bit of time at the end to have some um, concentrated meditation time. And I saw purple. It takes a minute. I don't see it right off, but I see this purple. And I, I'm connecting to that color. And then I see green. So there's purple and green moving together. And then I just feel like I want to cry. I feel like I'm releasing. I feel like something is letting go. And I just, sometimes I'm always trying to find meaning, meaning out of everything. And I'm like, April, don't try to find meaning out of it. Just let it be. <laughs> so it kind of breaks that flow state. But I, I saw purple and it just kept kind of moving and moving and moving. And so today as I was laying there, I thought, I always see purple when I'm in these like deep meditative states. So when I left out of yoga, which was fantastic, by the way, I just got on my phone really quick and I looked up, what does it mean when I see purple during meditation? Now, obviously, this is my interpretation. So anyway, I pulled that up and this beautiful um, imagery of the seventh chakra, 
pops up and it shows me it is the crown chakra it represents the crown chakra and the set which is the seventh chakra which is enlightenment and here's a little passage that i read it says the seventh chakra located at the top of the head connects us to our higher consciousness when off balance there may be depression inability to learn rigid thoughts on religion constant confusion fear of alienation and when in balance it brings spiritual awakening sharp mind and a sense of purpose and then as I looked a little deeper, because I was really interested at that point, I scrolled down and I saw that it said that the purple chakra, sometimes referred to as the crown chakra or the thousand petaled lotus, is the seventh energy center situated at the crown of your head. Purple chakra is the most potent energy center in the entire chakra system since it embodies all the characteristics of all seven chakras so i just thought that was so stinking cool and then so now i'm down the rabbit trail so i'm like okay what about the green chakra and so i pulled that up and it says this chakra is also called the heart chakra it's the center of your chakra system and the place where you feel most connected to others. The green chakra's calming energy aids in letting go of the ego and reuniting with the unifying power of love Okay, so as I've been digging my way and moving my way away from postpartum depression and back into living life, two of my main focuses have been coming back to me, reconnecting with that inner being, that source energy, me, that little girl in there, that voice, that connection. I don't have the words truly to describe it, but I know we all feel it. You can give it whatever name you want. So reconnecting with that. And the other thing is just really looking around at the people around me, those who love me and support me and who have really gone out of their way or just continuously put effort into loving me well and just making sure that I'm paying attention. And so I just found that so interesting that the two colors I saw today was purple and green. And those just happen to be two chakra colors that represent the two things that I am focusing on. Interesting, huh? Okay, so I'm going to leave you with um, a blog that I wrote today. It's a blog poem, a piece of writing. I don't know what to call it. But I wanted to share it because between doing this podcast and writing, I'm just connecting back to my um, gifts. And it's it's been really nice and very fulfilling. So today's piece is called Good Things. And there's a picture, uh, sometimes the picture inspires me. So there is a picture of me with a coffee in my hand and I'm at a coffee shop and it was from where I was sitting down to do some very focused work today. And just this, this, these words came to me. And so here is what I wrote. Good things. The best job is the one that doesn't feel like work. The one that trusts provides freedom and flexibility, has high standards and challenges you to reach. Reach further. Reach a little more. Authority has wreaked havoc on my soul and my nervous system. Beliefs that someone outside of me could hold power over me. Afraid that authority would take my livelihood away if I didn't behave. This is not an irrational belief. It's something I've lived and experienced numerous times. Speak up, punishment. Write something that is perceived the wrong way, repercussions. Arrive late, discipline. Disciplinary action up to and including termination. 
operate from your intuition, retribution. Until eventually, you're just a shell of a person. Robotic, good girl, well-behaved. Quiet as to not remind anyone of their nagging partner. Masculine. Be masculine, but not too masculine. Don't come off as threatening or competing. Just enough. Be just enough. Rise to the top. More money, more security, more respect. All while you're slipping further and further away. Long days, quick nights. Rush time with loved ones. Distracted time will never get back. And all for what? Success? Financial security? To feel esteemed? What profit do we attain if we gain the world but lose our souls? Lose ourselves? Lose touch? Muting that inner voice, that child within that once marveled at the unknown. Unknown, which we now deem scary. Sit with the word for a minute. Unknown. How does it make you feel? Anxious? Fearful? Tingly? Shortness of breath? Who told us that the unknown is scary? Why is it not exciting? Why is it not fun, exhilarating? Why do we force control? What are we truly trying to feel by doing so? Free? Relaxed? Something? Are we so numb that we just want to feel something? Every cell in my body is changing as my mind changes. Trauma is not just a mind experience. It's a whole body, whole being experience. Every fiber of our being is inflicted when we experience trauma. Our thoughts change, our bodies change, our nervous systems change. The way we view the world changes. But if we could change because of the trauma, I wholeheartedly believe we can change in spite of the trauma. Not diminishing what was, but just simply moving on. Simply moving on. Rewriting our stories, new experiences that are polar, opposite from what was. First, returning to self. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Sit with this. Your condition to move past, to choose quickly, to mimic what you think you're supposed to want. What do you want? Who do you want to be? And could that person you want to be actually just be the you that's buried underneath it all? Reclaim your innocence before it all shifted, before the pain, before the abuse. Who would I have been if that never happened? And how can I revive her from here, from this angle? If I remove the noise, will I hear her? Can I really trust that she knows the way? 
Could I really relinquish control and let her take over? When I close my eyes in deep meditation, I see purple. It looks like purple smoke and splatters of beautiful paint. Mystical and magical representation of the crown chakra, reconnecting with intuition and the inner world, seeing the world in a whole new way, reclaiming truth and freedom, rewiring my mind, my nervous system, and my body that good things are happening to me. Good things are finding their way. Good things are among me here, right now. No longer afraid of saying the wrong thing or writing the wrong words or sharing from my intuition at the wrong time in the wrong place. Owning my power. Realizing that I've always had a choice. The only control that anyone can ever hold over us is that which we give them, that which we hand over. It's easier to blame than it is to take responsibility, to take ownership, to rewrite our love story, because that's what it is, our love story. So in my newfound freedom, I'm realizing I no longer want to dim the light of this present moment with the affliction of yesterday. That's a choice that only I can make for me and you can make for you. Don't overcomplicate my words. Just receive them as the gift that they are. Good things are happening to you. Good things are finding their way to you. Good things are among you. Here, right now, all for you. All my best friends talk soon.